Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. In today's episode, we're going to dive into knowing your worth as a content creator. It can be so easy to doubt ourselves as creators, and so we hope this episode will will remind you of everything that you bring to the table. But before we dive into things, it's time for our question of the day. And our question of the day is, how did you meet your best friend? So I like I have a few very close friends, but I'd say like one of like my OG best friend. I actually she was in the hospital when I was born. I might have talked about this before. I don't remember because I feel like I talk about this all the time. Her name's Peyton and our families were best friends. And so like our parents were best friends. They met in college. And actually, no, they met in high school. Parents met in college. Like, oh, my gosh. Dads met in high school. Mothers met in college um, because that's where they met their respective spouses at the time and so yeah no they were just best friends and we were the first kid for each of them and Pate was born a few months before me in March and I was born in June and so she was in the hospital and that's how I met her (laughs) I like literally don't remember a time where I didn't know her because there was probably about like an hour span of my life that I didn't (laughs) um okay so again I have like I feel like a handful of like best friends and so um one of them I'll shout chat about my friend my best friend Liz she and I I'm in her bridal party later this month so she's kind of top of mind we've been doing all the fun wedding activities for her um, oh, so exciting! I know it's always so fun um, I met her first day of sixth grade I sat down at her table and um, again like that was like first day of middle school I was so nervous and she turns to me and she goes, are you Filipino? And I was like, girl, what? I was like, um, yeah. She's like, I'm half. I was like, oh, um, okay. And like, that was it. Like, that was how our friendship started. I can just imagine little baby Emma being like, uh. um, yeah. And so, um, anyways, we went to middle school together, um, high school together, ran cross country, um, stayed really great friends through college. And then, yeah, have just continued to be friends like all our lives. And yeah, now I'm going to be in her wedding party at the end of the month. And so, oh, that's so cute. Pate was in my wedding party. So sweet. Ah, the friendships that carry throughout childhood. <laughs> yes. I feel like those are always tricky ones because we always grow and evolve. But it's always nice when you keep those friendships. Oh, I love that. For sure. Okay. Now it is time to chat about knowing your worth. So being in the content creator industry, Emma and I have seen time and time again, people are undervaluing themselves both financially and also their confidence. I actually sent Emma a TikTok. Was it this week? Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like there was people basically sharing how much they charge for a post on Instagram, which was actually super interesting. I'd say there was about one or two people that were actually charging appropriately, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? W- there was someone with like 300000 that charged like $1,000 per post or something. Or I can't remember what the numbers were, but I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it also depends because like TikTok like followers versus engagement rate, right? Like they, there can be some variance there, but like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that continue to undervalue themselves, which is why we talk about it so much on this podcast, right? And so with this episode, we want to delve a little bit deeper into understanding your value so that not only do you start to charge your worth when you're working with a brand, but also so that you can build confidence moving forward. Like really the foundation of this episode is to say like, why we charge the rates that we do, why you should charge the rates that you do, and why you should feel confident 
charging those rates and then also knowing that you as a creator bring so much value to the table other than that like that's not just associated with the monetary side of it but also you bring a creative unique perspective and being someone I have had pretty low self-esteem most of my life I have spent a lot of my recent years working on myself and proving to myself that I do have and bring value shout out to therapy (laughs) I will never stop pitching therapy in here because y'all need to go to therapy you don't need to go to therapy if you don't want to but I recommend therapy to everyone. I've had to challenge myself a lot, especially when I started charging brands because I would never feel like my work was worth the hundreds of dollars everyone was telling me I should be charging and now the thousands of dollars that everyone was telling me I should be charging. So that's why it's so important to understand your value because I was just like, like, no, I feel bad. I feel like I'm like conning someone. Like I, there's no way that a post, like a picture that I take could be worth a thousand dollars. Like I would question myself all the time and I still have to do some checks for myself. And so as cheesy as it sounds, you guys, one of the most important things to recognize when understanding your own value is your uniqueness and style. There is only one of you. You might feel confused about it right now, uncertain of who you are and who your brand is. And you might be growing and experimenting and trying to figure out your niche and your mission statement and your purpose. But the bottom line is no matter where you are at your journey, you are on a journey and you have an awesome, unique story that nobody else can replicate and brands want to share in being that part of the story with you. I think for a long time, especially when I was working full time, I literally was like, what makes me unique? Like, what's my point of view? I mean... I work full-time in aerospace. I'm in grad school. I was for two years. Um, I'm still creating content. And then like slowly, I I think in grad school, I realized I was like, oh, wait, like actually coming from like a business background, like actually really helps me define my unique point of view. And I think other creators in the industry look to me for that type of content. Like I I, I realized that I was like, oh, wait, like I know it's scary to talk about like, time management and prioritizing things and money, especially like pricing, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, but like, I'm very, not that I'm very, I mean, I guess I'm comfortable now, especially like, you know, coming into this, but I was like, oh, like that's what sets me apart. But it took me a while. Again, for a long time, I was like, even in grad school, I remember my first year, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what makes me unique. Well, and the thing is like, even while you're on that journey, I feel like there's so many people that are like, I can't start charging brands until like, I know who I am and I'm like confident. And like, we do talk about all the time, right? You should have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. You should know like what your content speaks to. You should be able to, when you pitch a brand say, this is, these are my content pillars and this is what I speak to. But like, you are still workshopping it. Like, I feel like there's very few times in your life where you're just going to have everything figured out. And just because like you aren't like 1000% confident that this is going to be where you stay out for the rest of your life and you're still working on it and you're still evolving. It is okay to charge brands at that point because all of us are constantly evolving and changing my content. I can't tell you how many times my content has evolved and continues to evolve. So it's okay to charge even if you're not at the oh at the oh we could use the your levels like even if you're yeah so we talk about the creator life stages right the seeds the sprout the daisy and the sunflower and at and at various points in your creative journey in your in your side hustle your creative career right you're going to cycle through those phases especially if you once you start venturing off and launching your own products, launching your own, your own services, exploring coaching, right? Wh- whatever that looks like. And so again, right, like 
whether you're a seed or you're a sunflower and if you're whatever stage you're on if you're you know trying to figure out like oh does this make sense for me does it not make sense for me know that like your journey and is what makes you unique and to like continue to embrace that and not let lack of experience like not I don't explain that like hold you back yeah, yeah for sure and the next step in understanding the value that you bring to the table as the unique creator that you are is to understand that when you work with a brand, you are providing visual content, you are providing photography or even videos, whether you're paying someone to take these photos for you, in which case you are spending money there. So you're investing money and you would probably expect to get that money back. Or if you have a friend, family member taking them and you're editing them yourself, or maybe you're even using a tripod to take them yourself, whatever way, some sort of visual content is being created. You are offering your time and it's super important to remember that your time is valuable for every minute you spend creating content for that brand. What else could you be missing out on? Time with family or friends, extra hours at work where you're getting paid, time to like relax and take care of yourself because you can't like you shouldn't be working and grinding yourself into the ground all the time. And not only are you creating the content, but you are writing the content. You are writing those captions you are taking and modeling in those photos. You are sending drafts to brand for approval. You're also engaging with your audience before the collab and after providing that like human, like one-on-one interaction with these people and with your audience. And you're also spending the time before that to negotiate with the brand to find like the right price point that works for you. So all said and done, that's a lot of time invested away from just the taking of the photo. And we also think it's incredibly important to talk about charging for content as creators and why you should feel empowered to charge for more of your work. And so I wanted to tell a story time here. I know I've talked about this before, but I think it's especially important in this episode. Um, I did when I was back in college, I worked at a newspaper and I sold ad space. So basically selling ad space for my college newspaper, I was calling small businesses and saying like, hey, do you want an ad spot in XX newspaper? And the thing that I realized, I was kind of shocked at how expensive these ad spaces are, like like a couple hundred bucks for some of them, but like a couple thousand for others. And like I was thinking about it and it was really hard for me to sell because I was like thinking about the comparison of like other forms of media. And with newspapers, you can't really track ROI, which is return on investment. Because if you say put $1,000 into a newspaper ad, yes, you can figure out how many papers were purchased, or in this case, they were free newspapers. So like, you could see how many were picked up. But that's just like a best guess. You don't know that the people are looking at it. You don't even know that the people got to that page in the newspaper. You don't know if they were just using it for a craft or planning on throwing it away. So you don't even know if there was visibility there. Like you don't know if this is an engaged audience. Like is this newspaper going to catch their eye? And like the other ways that you might be able to get creative and like track these things by like putting a coupon code specific to that ad and then seeing how many people purchased. But how many people are going to see that? And then that's just an exposure to your brand that eventually will get them to buy over time. And they don't use it. So you have no idea where the audience is coming from. There's no trusted source. You have no idea like what value this is bringing. There's no data that you can track there. And when you did create this ad, you probably still had to pay either a graphic designer to create it if it's 
just like a graphic if it just says, oh, I don't know, what company could I create? Maddie's famous hats. I don't know. (laughs) Maddie's famous hats. And I could just create that in Canva. But like, that's not going to be a very strong ad. So I'm probably going to hire a graphic designer to create that. Or if I want a model in it to model one of my hats, I'm going to have to pay a model, a photographer, I'm going to have to pay someone to edit those photos and a graphic designer to put those together. I'm probably going to have to rent a space for the photo shoot as well. And so in all of that, is there time in addition to the space? So essentially, for a model photo, I'm paying for all of that in addition to the actual ad space itself. Yeah, so moral of the story, brands are starting to experiment and switch up traditional forms of advertising to influencer marketing in the digital space because it is more effective and you can track it, right? Plus, brands are saving hundreds and thousands of dollars because people aren't necessarily charging their worth. So again, let's break it down. Let's compare the newspaper ads to Instagram ads. There are 46,000 people at this news at the school newspaper Maddie sold ad space into, but similar to influencer marketing, not everyone is guaranteed to read or see your newspaper ad. Ad space alone to reach an unknown number of students is $1,000. A photographer, which is an average media photographer by shoot, um, you know, by shoot duration is about 400 to $470 for one for a one hour photo shoot. Model 150 to $200 per hour. Photo rights can range $200 to $1,200 per image, depending on usage. Graphic designer, 65 to $75 an hour, maybe 100 if you really want a premium one or even more, right? For like really custom, beautiful um, designs for your ads. So normally someone with an audience size of 46,000 is to is told to charge 1% of your following, which is $460. And again, you should be factoring more things into this, right? But this is literally like a fraction of what it costs for a newspaper ad. Yeah, that's like, and again, you can't even track how much is like coming from that. So like that alone pays for the photographer. If you're charging that $460, you covered a standard photographer rate and that's it. And you're not even like, I don't know. It's just like it, that's with one model, too. So it's like if you're having like full days like that newspaper ad does not include an active, engaged, interesting audience. You cannot control how many people see your photo, but brands also can, can't control how many people see their newspaper ads or billboards. All they can do is control where they put them based on fit. Whereas with you, they can see how many people saw your photo. They can see how many people engage with your photo and someone engaging back Back with that audience in real time. That's you. You are engaging back with your audience. You are building those relationships, building that trust, building those connections, and you're talking with them in the comments. If they have a question about the brand or about the product, you are someone who can answer back and respond and say, hey, this is actually like how I use this product. This is why I like this product. And it's a trusted source that the, your audience can engage with. And another thing that the ads, that newspaper ad doesn't include is you. You bring a unique story to the table. You have a unique like maybe photo shoot skill. You have a unique like modeling skill. You have a unique story to tell, a perspective to tell, maybe your copy like that you write in the caption is something unique to you that just shares a little bit about, you know, why this product is meaningful to you as opposed to just, I really like this product because it makes my skin feel nice. Like it could be something like, 
I have struggled with this particular issue for a really long time and this product really helped me. And you can share that story both in video and photo form and via the copy in your caption. And one thing I wanted to kind of also like give like a real life, you know, example of like how you have to value you as the person, as the creative, as you know, the influencer, right? Especially about that unique story. And so um, one of the projects I was working on this spring um, with Adobe Creative Cloud Express, um, they've rebranded to Adobe Express. We decided to do an idea pin partnership where, because I was like, hey, I'm traveling quite a bit this spring. I literally went to Hawaii, Denver, Paris, and Amsterdam. And so we were talking about ways that we could work together as a brand, like how could I make it me, right? How can, how do you get beyond just saying, download Adobe Express and like start making graphics, right? Like, like the, how, yeah. what, what can I do? And so I was like, hey, like for each of these trips, I'm like packing very unique, different things. What if we do these outfit collages and then we showcase like, here's the outfit I plan. Here's what I actually wore, like I, me wearing it on location. And then if people feel inspired by this, they can literally pin it, save it on Pinterest and refer back to it. Um, or if they like are inspired to like showcase their own outfits, like literally the only CTA at the end is like, show us what outfits you'd bring to Paris using Adobe Express. And like the real storytelling, like they didn't have to get someone on the Adobe team and send them to Hawaii, Paris or Amsterdam. Yeah. I straight up was the one who... Which <laughs> saves them alone a lot of thousands of money. Of yes. <laughs> I was the one who already had planned those trips, booked my lodging, you know, laid out the, for the photographer for the photographer laid out the itinerary and so it's like yes i'm gonna charge you know quite a bit for this campaign because it, it was a unique idea they yeah. no one on their team literally i was the one who did all that work for them and i also provided the content and so again i know that's kind of like an extreme thing but it's like whenever you realize like oh like my unique self like who I am, my travels, my life stage, my experiences, like I can use this to like help, you know, bring to life these products and services. And, you know, I can actually like work with the brands that I really, truly love and use daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever that is. Like you, you, you have to keep that in mind as you're factoring in your worth. And at least for like that campaign, like I don't do a ton of Pinterest campaigns, but I knew I was like, hey, like you're getting me. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to sell any outfits because I was the one who was going crazy being like, oh my gosh, how do I like, how do packed, I like yeah. pack for Amsterdam in Paris for 10 days? And so um, anyways, just wanted to share that story. No, but it's so true. Also, I love how you just casually threw CTA in there. Look at us. Oh, I using the, the call to action. Oh, I yes. love that. I know. Well, and th- it really is like, if they had paid a member of their team, right, to go, like, you're probably paying them mid, I mean, this is like, what, starting salary, I mean, it also depends on where you live, but assuming you're like a big city, like, whatever, minimum 60k, I would say, is like, probably a starting wage, so even if you were sending, like, someone, like, brand new, if you're sending them to, like, do all that stuff, you were there for, like, two weeks, Yes, you'd probably have to pay them overtime for the amount of time that they spent flying, you'd also have to pay for their flights, their, like, stays, like, that alone, even at minimum wage, is a lot of money and you'd have to hire a photographer if you didn't hire a photographer and you had like an in-house photographer that you were sending again probably like you probably I don't know that's like even if you yeah I was gonna say even if like you know 
they were making $60,000, right? It's like you're taking time away from your team to create this original content where it's because it's like doing something else. I was going to say, right. And like, this is the type of content. I mean, at least on the outfit side, right? Because I was the one planning outfits and like looking at what people were packing for two weeks in Europe, right? It's like, when do you get original content where someone goes to Versailles and the Eiffel Tower and, you know, goes to Amsterdam, like Amsterdam to see the, like, it's such unique content as in it's all packaged up in one, right? Those places are obviously well visited, well trafficked, but telling the brand story in this specific way where it's relevant to an audience that is primarily female, which is mine, right? I know is helpful to the brand and my audience. And they'd also have to like, uh, like especially for that kind of content, they'd have to hire a stylist. Yes, like they'd have to hire a stylist. I'm a stylist. <laughs> yes. So like, you literally are so many different roles rolled into one. Like we talk about this all the time about how many hats that content creators wear. But like, like we're the stylist, we're the makeup artist, we are the photographer, we are the editor, we are the model, we are like the copywriter, we are like the creative director, we are like the project manager, we are the like negotiator, the salesperson, like literally all of it, which also is probably why like outsourcing is probably a great idea if you're getting burnt out. Yeah, we yeah. should we I feel like we haven't done like a full full episode on like different ways to outsource so I think that could be a great thing to talk about but seriously you wear so many different hats so hopefully these tips were helpful in understanding and knowing your worth as you build your brand and begin to work with brands that align so we really hope this was helpful we do just want to close it out with one tip stop comparing yourself to others I mean it's so much easier said than done I still do it all the time (laughs) like all the time um and it's truly truly difficult to stop but each of us really does have this interesting and different story to tell and I personally try to focus on that so that I can bring people up around me rather than bringing myself down yeah I'm so glad you touched on that right because knowing your worth like part of that is like pulling that focus back to yourself and like validating and valuing your journey. And it's really hard to do that if you're looking over your shoulder or looking across the room being like, oh my gosh, but that person's doing X, Y, Z. And so again, it's a part of being human, right? Looking at what others have and versus what you don't have. But, But just know that like, again, knowing your worth is reframing, pulling your focus back to you and your journey and valuing who you are and, you know, like what you do as a creative. And so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. We'd love to hear, you know, if this episode resonated with you, if knowing your worth is something that you've been struggling with or recently feel really good about, let us know. And we'd love to connect with you guys on Instagram at the content creatives podcast, our personal Instagrams at Emma's edition at mad cray. Um, Join our Facebook group and sign up for our email newsletter and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.